Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello beautiful being and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. We are fully in the throes of our December podcast episodes. Like what? How did we get here? (laughs) Sorry but how did we get here? I'm just asking for a friend. How did we actually get here? And this has just been a really interesting year, an incredible year in so many ways and definitely there are things that have panned out not as I expected them to do, things that have gone way better than I expected them to and I think a really beautiful topic to end the year with is around the art of surrender and also releasing some of that control. It's something that I definitely struggled with so much and even in recording these podcast episodes, these last podcast episodes for the year, I realized I had a lot of resistance around it and the reason I had so much resistance around it was because I was creating this need for them, wow, these are the last four episodes of the year, they need to be the best podcast episodes that have ever been created in the history of podcast episodes ever and when I actually surrendered and released control around that, guess what? I was able to actually sit down at the mic and start talking to you today. So I think one of the biggest things that I've actually been talking to my clients, students, community about has actually been, how can I release control? How can I release control? Yeah, I know I should surrender, but how do I actually surrender? So I want to give you I'm just going to break it down. I'm also going to share with you kind of my own journey that I've been on with releasing control and embracing surrender and how really this past year and a half is where everything came to a head for me and is really where the game completely changed. So before we get into letting things go and really succumbing to the surrender, one of the most powerful parts of this journey, this adventure for me has been identifying that I did actually have a need to control situations and if you know a little bit about my backstory and growing up and my mom passing away when I was 14 and my gran passing away six months after that and then the following year my friend passing away at school for me my life seemed incredibly out of control there was no element of control about it and I remember feeling like helpless like I didn't know what to do and I remember actually at the time when my mom passed away and kind of just being in that state of shock and I remember I remember exactly where I was I remember exactly what the carpet looked like I'm standing next to our piano I pick up the phone and I feel like it's a flip phone and I phone my friend's mom and I just phone her and I'm like yeah my mom passed away last night I just don't know what to do and my friend's mom was like stay right there I'm gonna come over to your house like don't worry um and she really took over from that point and not only did she help me that day work through the shock but actually we ended up living with her for the next three years until we went to university so you know a big part of that releasing the control and the power that can come from that 
was demonstrated to me from such a young age but I also had in the back of my mind well if I control situations at least I know if I have control over it then nothing's going to go wrong nothing bad is going to happen and that I can control the outcome therefore I can minimize damage I can minimize risk so when you're looking at yourself on face value and saying that I find it really hard to surrender where is this need for control which I believe to be the opposite of surrender where is that need for control actually coming and maybe you don't have a hugely traumatic event in your past like I did that caused me to desperately cling on to control as a means of hope but maybe there is something there so I encourage you to ask why you actually feel the need to control things rather than just running and trying to meditate the the stress away and meditate into surrender is actually understanding what has caused this and when you can identify your need to control then it makes it so much easier to begin peeling those layers back so for me throughout my childhood and definitely even into my early 20s I really wanted to be in control in my relationships I was so determined to have control over my grades in school in uni And not only did control to me mean that nothing bad would happen, but also control to me was where I derived my love from. So if I got good grades, I knew I would get approval from my teachers, from my uni lecturers. I would give myself that internal approval as well. And that was something that was really important to me was to be celebrated. So identifying that need for control and what is like the positive emotion that you are gaining from it. So for me, it was actually a sense of love from controlling things. And when you can identify what positive emotion you're actually looking for, then you can find it from somewhere else that is not so detrimental to your success and to your well-being. Because let's face it, being a control freak is, is not fun. I'm sorry, Virgos. It's just not fun. It's not fun. The second thing is to give yourself permission to let go. And on top of being a control freak, I was someone who held a lot in. I also held a lot of resentment towards people. I was definitely someone who held a grudge and it was really difficult for me to let things go. And part of that is because being of being in a position where I didn't have the choice of whether I wanted to let things go, where I felt like things were just being taken from me, whether that was family members, whether that was opportunities, that I felt like my opportunities would be taken away as a result of my upbringing and also being in the care system before my mom even passed away as well. So for me, letting go was just something that was not even on my radar and I didn't really know how to handle that or how to process those kinds of emotions. So rather than letting go of everything and rather than facing everything, what I would do was just kind of shove it down so that I could get on with things. And I've always been someone who has a lot going on in her world. I'm always working between multiple different projects and have various friends and various places where I'm at or events that I have on the horizon. But part of that I realized was that I was using things in the past. These were just distractions from how I was truly feeling or what I wanted to do. Now, I understand that when I have multiple things, I'm still going to have those days where I maybe feel a little bit off or I need to take some time to recalibrate. Whereas before, I was just like, we just got to keep moving forward. We just got to keep going. So letting go is, is not a bad thing. It's actually really cathartic. It's really healing to release that which no longer serves you and you'll be surprised at different points in your journey you know there's people in my life who I certainly thought would and I'm not just talking about my um you know the grief in my family and the 
loss, but I'm talking about friendships or, you know, romantic relationships and people that I certainly thought would be in my life for a lot longer than they actually were. And holding on to the memory of what could have been doesn't actually make you feel better in the long run, right? We think, well, oh, you know, things could have been just so different if I'd have done this or if I'd have said this or if I'd have spoke this certain way or if I'd have told them how I truly felt or if I was better with my communication and we look back with the benefit of hindsight and we think that things could have gone so differently. But in holding on to a memory that in actual fact doesn't actually exist, it's just something that we've created in our head to mask how we truly feel, we are just putting ourselves through the pain of that loss, whatever it is, twice. So give yourself permission to let that go, whether it is experiences, whether it is people, whatever that is, give yourself permission to let it go. I always share that it took me so long to let go of my digital marketing agency that I started. I felt like I was too deep in it and I told people I was going to do it. So I was, I was just going to have to move forward. Um, with my master's, I knew that I hadn't made the right choice, but I felt like I couldn't quit because I told everyone that I was doing it. I was, you begin to see a pattern here. And I was, I was too deep in it. Um, with relationships with people who treated me like shit, I was like, well, I can't let go. I'm going to manage to help them work through what they're going on. Um, I can make them better, I can fix them, and I just did not want to let go. I clung so tightly to things that were just no longer for me. And even if something has been for you in the past, as you go on this journey of growth and evolution, what you're going to notice is that you are changing at such a rapid rate that, of course, you know, you're not the same person you were even a few days ago. So you're not going to be surrounded by the same people that you expected to be surrounded by as a result of that growth as well. So letting go doesn't mean anything about you or that you failed in the relationship somehow it just means that it's time for the next chapter of your journey and maybe for the next chapter of their journey as well the third thing when it comes to releasing control and actually surrendering is releasing from your body so i told you i was someone who held on to a lot of resentments a lot of anger a lot of frustration a lot of sadness i held on to a lot of everything except happiness and joy and I was someone who used to hold on to a lot of those things and as a result these emotions you know they're not just living in your mind but they're also living in your body so what that means is if you're building up all of this resentment all of this anger all of this tension it's not just something that you think about but it's something that your body is remembering as well so when I am having a particularly challenging day or my energy just feels off I know that I need to move my body in some way, that I need to move this emotion through my body in some way. Just yesterday, I was like, oh, something feels a little bit weird here. Something's feeling a little bit weird. I did a breath work session and I felt completely, completely different. Another thing that I like to do is going to the gym and you're just really getting your body moving and shaking up that stagnant energy. And listen, I have been in the past I have been depressed and I know that the last thing that you want to do is much less get out of bed never mind go to the gym or shake it all off but it makes the world of difference it makes so much difference so when you are releasing some of that control how can you also release it from your body as well is it releasing anger by punching a pillow is it doing some emotional release through breath work that's one of the things we actually did in um conscious alchemy mastermind I had Anna come in and do a guest a guest coaching for us all and breath work and it was so beautiful in fact it's um, something that I go back into the portal and I watch for myself because it was just such a great practice so how are you going to release what's stored in your body I also used to love yoga for this yoga was one of the ways that I really 
learned just how how deep that emotional release from your body could be especially in yin yoga where you're in these like stretches for a long period of time and you're getting really really deep into those crevices in your body and there's a lot of tension stored there and we often don't flex and move our bodies in those ways so i highly highly encourage you to you know if you've got something on your mind if you've got something weighing you down or a situation that you would like to release i'm going to talk you through a few other practices but i also want you to think of instinctively you know when i was talking through those body practices or maybe you do something else like i don't know football or sports that people do <laughs> ways that people move their body maybe you have another one of those oh another one of those for me is dance as well anyway whatever it is for you find a way to release it from your body and if you're wondering well how do i know if i've released it from my body set an intention before you do it hey i'm setting an intention to transmute this energy hey i'm setting an intention to transmute this from fear to love whatever you want to transmute or to change set that intention before you go into it and then you'll know it's done because the intention you set is the result you get Number four is forgiving the past. Forgiving the past has actually been one of the most beautiful gifts I could have ever given myself. And yeah, (laughs) there are a lot of situations in the past that I used to, you know, wish would have gone really differently. And in resenting that person, what I didn't realize is that I was also resenting myself. And through the power of forgiveness, I have released like such a weight off my body. I cannot even begin to tell you such a weight off my mind that I cannot even begin to tell you. Forgiveness is one of the practices that I'm always impressing upon my clients because it can really shift your state so quickly and it's so cathartic to do. And it allows you to resolve situations that in in some aspects it feels like there's a door still open or that chapter is not fully closed off and you're never going to get that resolution from the other person or from the situation or from the experience you're never going to get that um closure that you want from them but you can give that closure to yourself and something that's surprising about this practice is i typically go into my forgiveness practices wanting to release some negative emotions that I'm feeling around the situation or around a person but what happens when I go into it is I actually become extremely grateful and I realize that there's so much from that experience to be grateful for which is just a surprising bonus so forgiveness and finding practices using practices that help you to forgive the past is huge in the ability to actually be able to surrender and move forward right when we've got one foot in the past we're not really allowing ourselves to enjoy the beauty of the present and allowing ourselves to look ahead and dream of what could be possible for the future number five spend some time alone i fucking love my own company spending time alone i just you will not hear me shut up about it on this podcast and i'm so unapologetic about this i used to hate spending time alone If you'd have met me five years ago, I just wanted to be around people all the time and partly due to the fact that I'm an extrovert and I get my energy from being around other people, but also because I was just so afraid of being alone and just, you know, having to spend time with myself and being caught up in my anxious thoughts or in my intrusive thoughts or even when I was feeling particularly depressed, although I wanted to be alone at the same time, I didn't want to be lonely and I know it sounds kind of like a paradox. So spending that conscious time alone with yourself 
actually allows you to learn more about yourself. It allows you to see those situations that you're holding on to from the past, right? We have those very obvious situations like the relationship breakups, the friendship breakups, maybe a significant event in your life, moving house or leaving a job. Those are all significant things that we can look back to. But when you begin to build this relationship with yourself, you see that there's actually some seemingly insignificant events that have had a huge impact on you that you would not have realized had you not taken this time to get to know yourself and to understand the way things really work. And the reason I bring this up is because your subconscious mind is actually holding on to every single event that has ever happened to you. Although we're only consciously aware of such a tiny piece of that pie as it were that mind pie of all the memories you've ever had your subconscious mind remembers every single event that's ever happened to you so the deeper that you go into your subconscious mind and the more that you kind of bridge that gap from your conscious to your subconscious things are going to come up that you probably had no idea were still impacting you to this day that were still impacting the way that you were showing up I remember for me the I think it was 2020 was the first time that I did an Instagram story with my natural hair and I actually couldn't believe that it had taken me it had taken so much and even doing it I felt like a distinct sense of discomfort and when I really thought about it it went back to me being bullied at school and people saying that my hair looked like Mickey Mouse ears or why did my hair feel like Velcro and still harboring a lot of shame about that even as a 28 year old adult so this happened like 20 years ago and although on a conscious level it's not something that I was thinking about all of the time it was actually stopping me from embracing who I truly am these days it's a different story and <laughs> you're gonna see me you're gonna see me looking all sorts of ways on Instagram stories. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wear my pajamas. What of it? And number six is to stop masking what you feel. Expressing your boundaries and communicating with people what you actually need from them and what you want to bring to relationships as well allows you to release the need to control things because you've set your standards for what you expect to happen and what you believe to be deserving of in your life and in your relationships. Yes, I had I had some questionable boundaries back in the day. I'm not going to lie to you. My boundaries were non-existent. <laughs> non-existent now that I think about it I thought that I had boundaries but maybe I had an idea of what I thought I deserved but I never actually enforced them and it took me a lot to actually get comfortable in being assertive about what I wanted and what I needed to have in my relationships but in doing that it allowed me to step back and in the need to hold on so tightly because other people were stepping in to do that for themselves it's like a self-management tool almost and I was doing the same for myself because I wanted to deliver the best of myself to my relationships as well stop masking what you truly feel it just leads to resentment the other person isn't going to know how to resolve the situation if you don't communicate what you need from them this is so true for friendships for relationships even in jobs you know I talk to people all the time and they say that they don't feel valued in the workplace but they've not had a conversation with their boss about having some things that could change number seven tell yourself what you need to hear tell yourself what you need to hear. No, I didn't say here what you want to hear. Tell yourself what I need to hear. And if any of my clients are listening to this, they're going to know because I always say, listen, I love you. I adore you. I want the best for you, but I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Sometimes that may be uncomfortable. That may even make me the villain for a very short period of time, but it's so worth it to, you know, to help people live a life that's deeper in alignment with the values that they 
um, that they set for themselves. So tell yourself what you need to hear. A really easy way to find this out is to ask yourself the question, write down on a piece of paper, what do I need to hear today? What do I wish someone would tell me? Who do I need to be right now? These are really good questions to ask to find out what it is that you need to hear. And often we can externalize these answers and feel like, oh, I need this from this other person. I need this other person to do this for me. But what do you need from yourself? And how often are you actually asking yourself that question? Number eight, make a plan, make a plan. One of the best ways to release a control is to make a plan, stick to the plan, execute the plan, and just surrender the rest, right? All you can do is what you can do. And you have to leave room for, this is what I like to call leaving room for magic, right? Leaving room to be pleasantly surprised, leaving room for the universe to meet you halfway, leaving room for opportunities and people to be drawn to you, to be attracted to you, to be magnetized to you. And I am someone who thrives, I thrive off to-do lists because I feel like there's always so much going on in my head at once and I'm always balancing several projects so having lists of what I actually need to get done rather than just busy work that I think is going to make me look like I'm doing work has been very important let me just tell you also when you have the plan and you have those action steps this is something that we do in the conscious alchemy mastermind every month is that we do these intention setting workshops part of that is setting manageable actions that you're going to take and knowing that on the path of having set these actions and having set these intentions via the process that we go through in Manifest and Reflect is that you don't need to know all of the answers, but the answers actually begin to reveal themselves to you as you're taking action. So for example, with me, when I'm recording podcast episodes, what I will do is I will come up with a title, I will come up with a couple of bullet points, so like the headers that we're going to talk about, and then I don't know what I'm going to say until I start talking and the words just start coming out. So it's the same for the plan. And obviously there are a few key steps that you know you need to take in order to make what you want happen. But you also are leaving that room for interpretation and leaving room for surprise because it's this or something better. And maybe there's a better way to do it or a better way to explore it that you haven't even considered. And then the final step is to recognize your true nature. Surrender is something that I have been hugely leaning into in the past year and a half and previously you know I really strongly identified with that need to control things and I actually thought that that desire to control things was good. I thought that was a good trait that I had. I've later learned that actually ended up being more toxic than good but in this journey of surrender that I've been on over the past year and a half what I've actually learned is that surrender is my true nature being in my feminine energy is where I feel most at ease, I feel most at peace, I feel most in touch with myself, in touch with my mind, in touch with my body, in touch with my soul, is when I give myself permission to just exist, permission to just be. And I remember the first time that this word really came to me and I was doing a meditation and I often get like downloads in meditation so it'll just be words from my higher self or from my spirit guides and surrender came to me and at that time I wasn't really sure why I needed to hear that message it's (laughs) soon became clear over the next few weeks that there were many events that in some aspects tested my patience or challenged me in a lot of ways and I was just like lean into surrender lean into surrender when things don't go exactly as I expect 
expect, expect, lean into surrender, lean into surrender. When we are in our lockdown for another time and you're expecting that, number five is going to be the last one. And here you are in number six, lean into surrender, lean into surrender. And leaning into that surrender has given me such a sense of peace, such a sense of joy and ultimately a deeper sense of connection with myself. So yes, it's great to surrender your desires to the universe because you know that that's going to help you manifest better, but also do it for the joy of the connection to yourself that you're going to get from that process. Surrendering is going to teach you so much about your life and the areas where you are holding on so tightly and why you're holding on so tightly in these areas. Do you feel safe in these areas? Do you feel like you know what you're doing in these areas do you feel worthy in these areas do you feel deserving in these areas all of these are questions that you can begin to ask yourself and is one of the reasons why I love so much working with clients and having the ability to ask these powerful questions that are illuminating people's blind spots and leading them to the answers that have been within them all along surrender is one of the best gifts I can give you to lead yourself into the new year and I really think it's so important to you know, I take that degree of responsibility, but in taking responsibility, it's not about attributing blame, but it's truly about taking the power back into your own hands. And one of the best ways to do that is by beginning at the end, which is with surrender. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 